Everybody, it's your boy Rockman3k3, and you're back for another great episode of the Nerd Plate. The Nerd Plate. Ah! Um, unfortunately, uh, well, not for unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for you guys, uh, CW or CW, uh, aka the Great, um, CW was not able to join us this week. He is taking the week off because it is his birthday. If you're listening to this partner, happy birthday! To the one and only great, uh, the other half of this great podcast wouldn't be possible without you. Uh, we're talking about, of course, C Dub. Thank you for being a part of the Nerd Play. Thank you for making it so great. I couldn't do the show without you, bro. I uh, hope you're off enjoying your birthday somewhere. I hope you're having the most fun you're ever gonna have. Y'all see him on the streets, you know what I'm saying? Get your walkers out because he's crossing the well, I ain't gonna put his business out in the street, but he's crossing the threshold. You know what I'm saying? He's getting old out here in these streets. Uh, <laughs> but nah, you'll still catch this guy out here hooping. Uh, C Dub is just a great person, man. And again, I can't do the show without him. He brings the wackiness and craziness that I can't bring to the show. And I really appreciate him being on the show and just being a part of it. So, with that being said, it's just gonna be me today. So, you know, um, I get it if you wanna. You know, just kind of turn the video off. Here's the mouse. Nobody will blame you. I'm just going to put it over here. You want to click on to close the window? I totally understand. <laughs> but, guys, we're going to get into some craziness today. I got a little bit, uh, a few things from me, of course. I got a few stories I want to share with you in kind of a think piece. And then I'm going to finish off the episode with more from my good friends from Anime Triad. Now, of course, you know, they're very mysterious and they don't like to be seen on camera. So, Oopsie, just a nice picture, uh, and they'll be talking more. We had a great conversation about anime uh, a while back, and I wanted to finally go ahead and post that so you can see that and just hear a lot of the good viewpoints they had because they had a, we had a great conversation about anime. So I definitely want to bring that to the table for you. Um, but yeah, no, I hope everyone out there has been having a great day so far. As for me, you know, I'm still out here trying to find a job, you know what I'm saying, because it's hard on old Rockman 3K3. I haven't had the best of times, but I'm still here for you, and I'm still trucking along, trying to do what I can. So, you know, just wish me luck out there, uh, but the job economy is terrible right now, so uh, it's rough out there. Um, but I'm still here to bring you great content, and that's never going to change, ever, because, uh, you know, can't stop, won't stop. Nerd play. Eh, eh. Harlem Shake. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now that I'm done with the terribleness, are you guys ready to get into it? Ready to see what's going on this week? All right, so I got a few things. So I'm going to do two stories for you and one big thing piece that we're going to have some words about because I need to talk to you guys as gamers, and we need to kind of get on a set page about this. Uh, but first, we're going to start off with some, some news, so let's get into it. Uh, so the first thing I actually want to start off with is uh, what's going on with Halo and 343 Studio? Oh, wait, wait. Also, too, before I get into that and everything, uh, while I'm talking to you, I will make sure I have some uh, images or video up because I have, uh, I've gotten some suggestions that you're tired of seeing my face. And I get it. I'm, I'm up here talking for a while and, and just talking to you. So sometimes you'll see me 
fading it out with some videos from the different uh, games that I'm going to talk about. So just to kind of break up the monotony since it's just me here. That way you won't get burned out on uh, this lovely face, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump into it. So the first story I have is, so I don't know if you guys have been under a rock or not, but the gaming industry has been going uh, through a lot. I mean, the tech industry as a whole has been going through a big bloodbath of uh, a lot of uh, like job cuts, a lot of firings, a lot of layoffs. Uh, shout out to anyone that's in the video game industry proper and dealt with this layoff. My heart goes out to you. I know how that feels to lose a job. Trust me, I've lost a lot uh, this year and last year, so I know how that feels when you get laid off, especially when I got laid off due to COVID. It was very tough, um, but they're going through that right now, especially with the tech crunch. Uh, that happened in the tech boom. And then all of a sudden now it's just the tech layoff to where now that the tech industries and the gaming industries are starting to feel that kind of that, that bad recession. It's kind of like what happened in 2008 to where like GameStop got the delayed reaction from the recession. Same thing's happening now. Um, so, you know, you got a lot of companies trying to save money, uh, you know, companies, big companies like Microsoft, which they laid off like 10,000 people, uh, Google was laying off close to two to 3,000 jobs. Uh, just a lot of tech companies, guys, are going through bloodbaths, layoffs. So, um, you know, just, and again, if you talk about it here in the comments, just be nice because that's people's jobs. It's not a in career. That's not just a, oh, whatever. It's a bad game, yada, yada, yada. And we'll also get into that in a minute, too, because I got a lot to say about that. But anyway, so of course, uh, if, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, if you, Hadn't heard or been living under a rock. Uh, Microsoft had extreme layoffs, uh, which was like upwards in the 10,000 number. Uh, we never have the exact numbers, but that's what they announced. Uh, they have like multiple rounds of layoffs. And then, like I said, they're not the only ones. Plenty of tech companies right now are going off layoffs. But uh, one of the things that everyone's worried about is, of course, because this affected their big studios, like 343 Industries, Bethesda, and a few others that are under their belt right now. So everybody, of course, is worried about Halo, since, you know, the launch of Halo Infinite has been kind of rocky. And while it's a great game, uh, the fans just haven't been getting some of the things that should have gotten. You know, like right now, they just uh, not too long ago got Forge, which they were begging for from the beginning. Um, things of that nature. So Microsoft actually released a statement earlier saying, hey, you know, like we're 343 Industries is going to be making the Halo game in the future here on. So they're like, you know, although we're going through these budget cuts and layoffs, uh, you know, they're still going to be taking care of the Microsoft franchise. Now, what has everyone so worried is that uh, Halo, uh, Microsoft's flagship franchise, has been going through a bit of a rough patch. Uh, and not through, I mean, you know, it's still been doing well in sales and things like that. But it's had a lot of, like, coming and goings from, like, the head of departments and different things in 343 studio, uh, Industries. Um, it's just a lot of things, a lot of upheavals and a lot of shakeups at that company. It's so a lot of people worried, like, hey, with all this going on, you know, is Halo still going to go on? Is that why we haven't gotten this yet? Things of that nature. But Microsoft's coming out saying, hey, no, like, don't worry. Like, we definitely are going to, you know, 343 Industries is not going anywhere. It's going to be handling um, the Halo franchise. Uh, we don't want anyone to worry and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, again, 
it's one of those things where everybody was kind of worried about because, of course, with the layoffs being as big as they were and, you know, thus to getting hit with layoffs, everyone's worried like, oh, crap, are we going to still get everything you promised? Because, again, a lot of things at Microsoft did not – or, I'm sorry, at uh, 343 Industries uh, due to a little bit of the shakeup and just overall just how the climate was – a lot of things that were supposed to come out for the Halo Infinite didn't come out yet, and it had people worried. So, um, more of an update on uh, the Halo now in the future comment that was made, uh, posted earlier. So, apparently, according to sources, uh, 343 Industry Studio head Pierre Hinte uh, shared the message on Twitter saying, Halo Master Chief are here to stay. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, that comes from just, of course, the mass layoff of 10,000. Um, there was rumors swirling, which we don't really entertain rumors, but there's rumors swirling that 343 Industries will be taken off lead development of the Halo franchise and would instead help third-party studios bring Halo to life in the new form of games. As reported by Metro, uh, one such leaker named Bathro Spartan even said the initial plans for story-based DLC for Halo Infinite have been canceled already, which 343 says is not true. So, um, you know, y'all just look out for uh, the, the Halo fans, you know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're going through it. Um, and Halo Infinite's a great game. I don't... I have faith that Microsoft, one of their biggest flagship titles, you know, they'll definitely keep, uh, keep it alive and keep a lot of invested into it. Um, a lot of times, I mean, based on what we've seen so far, especially with Halo or uh, Gears of War, Microsoft's been very careful about how they handle that, and they're usually good about, like, hey, you know, who's going to do what and how we should progress and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, it's it, again, layoffs happen. You know, don't let it scare you. This is something that big tech goes through all the time, but I'm sure, like, as time progresses, they'll, they'll stabilize it. And hopefully, too, like, because... I think it was really just the former leadership of 343 Industries and how they did things with Halo. I think that'll change as well because, you know, some of the some of the moves they did with Halo weren't quite the best. So maybe they'll change. It. Hopefully they'll change that in the future. But in any case, you know, you guys look out for that because, uh, yeah, that's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a new start. So just give them a chance. Um, Next thing, too. So this is funny, and I thought this was interesting, but I saw it coming because when the game first came out, it was very hit or miss, and then it just completely bombed. Uh, Avengers will be taken offline uh, September 30th. Now, this comes from the official blog of Crystal Dynamics. Um, you know, they said they're pretty much ending support for the live game. If you guys remember uh, Marvel's Avengers that, was, that came out, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC uh, a while ago. It was supposed to be their, like, four-player, multiplayer. It's supposed to be something where you and your friends go through the co-op, the story, and then you play a whole bunch of in-game content together, get a battle pass where you get cosmetics and things of that nature. But also, too, they're kind of talking about the side of the mouse because while they were saying, oh, yeah, if you get the battle pass, it's just for cosmetic stuff, guys. It's not for, like... Any kind of level up system or anything like that, but then if you look on battle passes, if you pay for those, you get XP boosters that are out in the game. So, I kind of lied about that, and they're trying to sweeten the pot to get more people to buy battle passes, which 
I understand they wanted people to keep spending money into this because they want the live service model technique because they saw how much money these freemium games are getting. They're like, oh, man, we should get some of that. But you can't. That's very hard to ask people to do. We already asked this for $59.99, in some cases $69.99 for the game. And on top of that, you know, you were just like, hey, and we got these new characters coming out. And we got this coming out. Oh, you guys. Oh, we got so much playing. And then, you know, you fall short because you're trying to get everyone to buy the Battle Pass for every single character. If you're not familiar, basically the Battle Pass is with just, you know, like I said before, only have cosmetics, uh, cosmetic little tags, collectibles, and skins for the characters. The problem was is that for Marvel Avengers, it was $20 per character. So if you, let's say you had like a whole bunch of favorite characters like your favorite character was like you know Captain America, Iron Man, and like Miss Marvel. Well, cool. Well, get ready to pay sixty dollars off the bat if you want to unlock everything for them. And that's you know, granted, yeah, you could play the game and you can earn stuff that way to unlock, but you had to play. It was another case of um, Star Wars Battlefront Two, where you have to play for so long that it literally was like either play for like hundreds of hours or just pay this $20 and boom, you got it just like that. So it was kind of one of those things where they sent mixed messages and it wasn't cool. And then plus on top of that, um, it, it was too much of what Division suffered from when you first played Division, which Division is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I love Division. But it was constant gear swapping. So every time you got new gear – you always go up by like two points or your three. And like that gets annoying because you have to always stop every time you get something new to be like, okay, cool. Well, I need to level this character up. And it was especially important in Avengers because there's some levels you can only get to if you're a certain level, like some like maps you can only go to if you're a certain level. And if you didn't, if you had one character at that level, but didn't have the other characters, the situation was gear related, you had to stop level that character and then come back. So it, it was a lot of work, and it was one of those. It was like the first little live service, paid for live service games that they kind of put out, and it just didn't work out well. Uh, it was sad, and it sucks because their plan was to bring out all the Avengers, and you know they were going to be free to play, you know, the free to obtain or whatever. But in order to like unlock their different costumes, you had to pay for, it, which is way too expensive. Because uh, some of the hidden characters include, of course, they brought out finally Spider-Man. Uh, Ant-Man was supposed to be in there, uh, but he never came. Black Panther finally came. Uh, Hawkeye and Lady Hawkeye, both of them finally came to the, the bundle pack. Uh, and there's supposed to be a few others. There even supposed to be people like Wolverine a few other people. But that never really panned out since, well, now they're about to cancel uh, service for it. So RP to that game. Great story, great multiplayer, um, just not a good in-game multiplayer or not something you play over and over again. It's a good co-op, I should say that, but it's not a good multiplayer game. And uh, it just, yeah, didn't strike the right chord. So uh, I get it, you know, just try harder next time and just, hey, like maybe not do the live service with it. Just make a game to where people actually want to play it. Um because, yeah, I liked the game. I loved it. Uh, I thought it was great in story. But the online play, I didn't pass going through the stories. I didn't want to do anything else. Like, I'm not going to play the same thing over and over again. I'm not just 
because it was the same enemies, it was the same everything, and it just wasn't fun. Like when you play that same, it was very repetitive. And I, and I say this being a person who's played Division Two, and I love Division Two, but Division Two also suffers from repetitiveness. Um, so yeah, I I love the game, I love the story, but I think they should have had more content in there and just more things to go through. It should have been a, a co-op focus more so than just in-game multiplayer where would you grind for like resources so you can buy items or boss skins it's, it's gotta be more than that and and don't please stop the battle pass shit unless you're gonna do what destiny 2 did what you're gonna do with what fortnite does you know because they're free games but they make money off battle pass it's gotta be either or you can't make me pay again and i want to reiterate that you cannot make me pay $59.99 to now $69.99 or $79 in some cases for a game and you still want to put a battle pass on first day. Like, no, that's just not fair. If anything, especially if you're going to do that now, now that game's moving to $69 and $79, if anything, you know, in the gaming industry, y'all might want to just start saying, okay, well, if you bought this, you get a battle pass with it. Give them, give people who buy a first day a premium pass because, and, and I understand you're trying to, make us pay for the cost of the game but yo like if it's not good there's no point to me paying 69 or 79 for this game and i'm definitely not gonna do that with all these games coming out like you know you're in competition mode now so like you gotta compete to get my money because if it's not good i'm not supporting it you know at all so there's that and you know that's crazy but anyway that's uh that's the avengers uh, again it will be delisted and offline uh september 30th now that's not to say if you already have it like myself that you can't still go back and play the solo content as well as go back through and play online with your friends you can still do that you just it just will not be able to be purchased online and there's not really going to be any online support for it past playing multiplayer probably through story modes and like just getting like live updates so that's that. Uh, thanks for what little memories you gave us, Crystal Dynamics. But, you know, just again, next time, just try harder because that was that was very mid. All right. So the next thing I want to get into, right, I want to talk about the gaming industry in review as a whole. Now, fellow game nerds, let's, let's get in the car. Let's talk. We got to talk about review ball. And what's going on with this now case in point there are two big games out right now uh that a buddy of mine kind of brought to my attention they shot the shogun uh high on life and forespoken now both of these games are good are they the best games in the world no but they're good for what they are and i think they're getting too much of a bad rap for no reason now this is coming around to the as I like to call it, culture versus woke and all this other bullshit that has no room in gaming whatsoever. has nothing to do with the game itself. Now, I say that because of this. Like, for example, um, the High on Life. We'll take that first because it came out first. High on Life is a pretty good game. It's a great action game, and it's funny. If you enjoy, um, oh gosh, Rick and Morty, uh, then Justin Rowland, the... Co- one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty, he's in. He he did High on Life, and basically he did it with the whole Rick and Morty crew. But like he's credited for it. But anyway, him and his crew did this video game, and it's really great. It's a good first-person shooter. Uh, when I played it, it reminded me a lot of like Doom 
and I said some other game like Doom and Rick and Morty, I guess, like mixed together. And it's not like don't get it wrong, like it's it's a lot of action to it, and it didn't reinvent the wheel, but it is fun. You have fun playing it. It's a great action game. It's funny dialogue, and it's cool. If you like the humor of Rick and Morty, that game is for you. Like you know, it's it's really great as long as you go in expecting like a pretty average like first person shooter experience. Just a lot of action jokes. Action, jokes, friends, repeat. All right. On the other end of that, excuse me one sec. On the other end of that, all right, you have Forspoken. Now, Forspoken is a really cool idea. Um, it's like an action RPG game from Square Enix that basically looked at Infamous and said, hey, we can do that. And basically just kind of made this whole world around like, what it would like to be an uh, action RPG with the infamous influence to it. It feels like that and Spider-Man kind of mixed together. I like the main character. She's kind of cool. I like the world she's in. Um, I played the demo. I haven't played the game yet, but the demo had a lot of the game in it. What do I think of the demo? Well, I'll say this. Again, it's another one of those games that like it, it didn't, it's not reinventing the wheel. And it's, it's okay. It's not like, oh my goodness, it's the greatest game in the world. You have to play it. And it's not going to just revolutionize like action RPGs. But it's still fun. And it's still not as bad as what people are making it out to be. Now, the reason why I bring up these two games is because there's a lot of review bombing going on. And it's a lot of stand shit going on. Listen. The fact that Forspoken, yeah, it didn't reinvent the will. But it is like an, a, a decent action RPG. Uh, it, it's getting a lot of bad raps that it shouldn't. Like people are going on review bumps, like, "Oh look, well you go woke, you go broke," and "Oh look, they're the same people who are defending this." Go listen, y'all, straight up. Let's go back to the times where we just played the games, and if we liked them, we said what we felt felt about them, you know, in reviews. Or if we didn't like them, we said that and just be done with it. Stop the review bombing. Stop the whole, well, I don't like it because of this. I don't like it because of that. I don't like it because of... If you didn't play the game, don't speak on it. If you played the demo, that's fine. Cool. If you played a little bit, like an hour to two hours of the game, that's great. Cool. Speak on it. But if you did not play the game, can we please, please stop like going on these like metacritics and re like review bombing and going on steam review bombing like just stop listen let's like for example the hogwarts legacy game listen y'all i get it y'all have a lot of problems with jk rowling i understand rightfully so she just kind of should have kept her views herself i understand that but at the end of the day harry potter is owned by her and whether you like it or not, she's still going to get residuals. That's just how it is. But on top of that, like, don't forget that she didn't have anything to do with this project. And on top of that, it was put together on people of all different creeds and cultures. And, you know, like, you can't, you don't have to make, like, everyone who says, oh, I'm going to buy this game, feel like a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they want to support the game because it's something they want it. For so long. Like a lot of people worked on that game. And think about the developers too. When you start doing the whole oh, boycott this game. And I, I get it. I understand. I'm not saying like 
hey, like support people who don't have your interests involved or don't like you or don't, you know, they're, are they really like just upsetting or offensive to your culture, who you are as a person or whatever. But at the same time, remember, it just wasn't that one person. Like I hate it when Cosby was, you found out about all the stuff that he had done and, and it was, it was fucked up, but he wasn't the only person on Cosby show and he, couldn't have made that show without the other people. And I'm not, you know, again, definitely not defending him. He's a piece of trash. But at the same time, there were other great people that worked on that show, just like there are other great people that work on these games. So just think about that. And then on the whole, like, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, like, stand on the fact that this game is shitty. Why'd you make a shitty game? Listen to me, Rockman 3K3, the guy who is an aspiring game designer. Game designing is tough. Game development is tough. They're the same thing, essentially, but it's really, really tough. Whatever you're doing in game development, super duper tough. Like, no one sets out to make a terrible game. I want to preference that with all the might in my little black heart. No one, I repeat, no one sets out to just make a crappy game. That does not happen. That is not their job. What they're trying to do is make an awesome game that they think you will love. The problem is that sometimes through execution or design, development, and even just the production cost gets in the fucking way of them making great games. Case in point, a lot of games out there nowadays are hyped up so much. And I understand that. I get it. But that's not particularly the development's fault. That's more so the company who thinks, oh, we can make so much money off this by pumping up the advertisement. And you've seen it before. You've seen it with Call of Duty. You've seen it with other big titles. You've seen it with the WWE franchise. You've seen a lot of games get so pumped up. And then just they're, they're like air. They just inflate as soon as you stick a pin in them. Um that's just sometimes just the way in the world. And that's not, that is the gaming industry's fault because that's the corporate side saying, hey, we can make money off this. We got to go in and do all this when they should just be like, yo, just let the game be whatever it is. Like we'll put out a few ads, maybe make one or two commercials and then we're done. We're not doing this big advertisement campaign. And that's, you know, again, that's something they need to deal with. I understand that. But this review bombing and things that we're doing because we're nitpicking one little thing we don't like and then just blowing it up, we got to stop doing that. We got to go back to like, hey, let's play the game for what it is. Hey, let's just play the game. If we don't like it, say that, move on. Let's not just harp on it. Let's not do a boycott of it. Let's not do review bombing. I am so tired of shit getting review bombed because people are like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, I'm going to get all my friends. Listen. Again, no one sets out to make a bad game, and I get it. You you have every right to express your opinion, just like I do, and they're all worth the same. Nothing but two cents, maybe. But here's the thing. Just remember that someone sat down and worked hard on that game. Someone sat down and worked on that game for years to put out. Even if it's a small little indie 2D sprite just running across the field, someone spent hours, months, days, years, decades, trying to get that out. So it's important that you understand that it's not just as simple as you think. Like, if, if it was so easy to make a great game, I promise y'all, 
there would be it would be mainline. Walmart would be making them. Walmart would be selling them out the back door. But it's not. It's very hard. It's a delicate balance of creativity, management, advertisement, and production. And so when you get all that involved, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it is one one part of the process over the other. But that's not still not fair for you to just be like, I'm going to review bomb this. Did you play the game? No, but I saw on the thing that you couldn't do this, and I don't like that. Let's just go back to, hey, I didn't play it, so I can't really say. Or like, hey, I don't like what's going on, but I'm not going to sit in the review. Because that's not fair. And what y'all are really doing is just fucking up Metacritic. Because pretty soon, it's going to get to the point where people don't even trust Metacritic anymore. And there you go. Now you just cost other people more jobs. Because, hey, you know what's happening? No one can trust reviews anymore. So now people are like, well, fuck it. I'll just play it myself and see what happens. Which we should be doing anyway. But that's beside the point. Because even reviewers need jobs. So let's just do that. Let's just go back to, hey, did I play it? Do I like it? Do I, did I like what I played? And if you can honestly say yes or no to that, cool. Then I don't have any problems with that. Let's please stop review bombing. Or let's please stop the whole, well, behind the scenes, they did this, so I don't. Stop. Let the games be what they are. Video games, work of art. Go in there with a clear, concise mind of like, hey, I played this, so this is what I thought of. You might like it because of this. If you don't go in with this mindset, you'll like it. If you go in with this mindset, you won't like it. Let's go back to that. Even on the great children's show, Reading Rainbow, my man LeVar Burton made everybody on the show say, I read this book, I liked it, blah, 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 but don't take my word for it. Read it yourself. Let's go to that mantra. Play it yourself. Just like on this show. Like, I don't, I'm never going to, one, give review numbers because that's also what messed up everything and i get it number systems make things a lot easier for people to process i understand that but i also don't do it because that's what some people go by oh if the game doesn't make more than a seven i'm not buying it oh if it's a seven or below it's trash i'm not doing that so on this show what i always say is hey when i played the game this is what i liked about it this is what i didn't like about it like for example i played high on life and like i told everyone I like the game. It didn't do anything different. It was just okay. But it is funny. If you like Rick and Morty, you will love that game because it has a lot of Rick and Morty jokes. It has a lot of that humor that Justin Roiland brings to the show, and it's great. It's like him and Dan Harmon just sat down again and said, hey, let's make a video game. So you'll love it. If you don't, you probably won't care for some of the jokes, and the action will get a little repetitive. So it is what it is. Forrest Spoken. I have played the demo. Now, based on what I played on the demo, which the demo is a lot like the original game, but they did leave some things out. I can't say that I liked what I played, and it has a lot of potential. But there are some things that I was like, eh, it didn't really run me the right way. Like, for example, the controls were a little off for the action that the game calls for at times. Uh, the spell uh, combinations are really cool. It's a great idea, great mechanic. I would like to see more of that. I felt like we didn't get enough of that in the demo. Um, I love the main character. She's really cool. I think there's a lot to explore there and that whole kind of Alice in Wonderland uh, kind of like feel to it and her being in a foreign land, almost Ishikai-like to where it's like, hey, how am I getting you back home or trying to save people this. The talking, whatever that is, whether it's the amulet or cape, he's really cool. And I like that he talks to you the whole 
uh, it seems like the whole game. So that's really awesome. And just getting to know more about the characters would be cool. The enemies in it uh, seem like they're okay. They seem a little stiff at times. Sometimes they come at you. And then other times they come at you too hard. And you're just like, okay, how am I going to take this out? And you got to kind of rethink things. But then again, when you do it, like, you know, it, it, it feels better and you get more into it. Um, I would definitely right now, if I, if I was in a good place employment wise, I would definitely pick it up because I definitely want to play more of it. And I do plan on picking it up later. Um, but I can say it's not going to be for everyone. If you didn't like infamous, if you didn't like Spider-Man, you probably won't like this one. The parkour feel is pretty cool, but it's broken at times. Like I said, based on what I played on the demo. Now, the real game may have fixed a lot of those issues because I know the demos are sometimes really early copies. Um, but I feel like the demo was very close to what the game is going to be. So, again, based on what I saw on the demo, that's how I felt about the game. And I do plan on getting it, uh, not right off the bat right now, just because of where I am financially. Uh, but it, it wasn't that bad of a game. I, I really want us to stop this review bombing. And listen, stop trying to be on the right side of, of history all the time. Sometimes... It's just not gonna happen, all right. Sometimes it's just gonna be a like, okay, like I'm wrong. Like, trust me, on this show especially, I am wrong a lot, and that's part of the beauty of telling your opinions is that you're wrong, and you can learn to be better, or you can learn how to look at things objectively next time around. But it's okay to not always get it right. Just come on, y'all. So, um, you know, just again. Please chill out on the review bombing and chill out on the whole, like, oh my gosh, like, ah, like, come on, just let's be adults. Let's go back to, let's not be stands anymore. Let's be fans. Because listen, and I get it, I know what you're saying. Well, Rockman 3K3, as much as you love Nintendo, you're always out there defending them. Like, they pay you every week. And you're absolutely right. I am. But you know what I can also tell you? As much as I love Nintendo, and as much as I'm just like, Nintendo forever, and I'm always going to buy whatever they put out, the Switch is dated. Yes, I said it. The Switch is very dated. It is time for a new Switch. It is time for an upgraded system. We do need that. I can tell you this because I have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I can tell you both of them are like, Slide shows when, like, the Pokemon are off screen. Up train. So, yeah, again, just... And, and, and again, like I, like I was saying earlier, like, yes, I get it. Because, you know, me, defending Nintendo. But even I know, the Nintendo Switch is dated. It's it's It was dated when it came out. And I'll be the first to admit that. And I fucking love Nintendo. You hear me? Nintendo forever. But, yes, when I got Pokemon Vine, like I was saying earlier, coming back from that, like, the, the Pokemon, like, you know, right there in your vicinity, everything's fine. But when you're off in the distance and you you see Pokemon off in the distance, it's a slideshow. Like, just, like, seriously, I'm not making that up. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't take me out of the game, but it is showing, like, okay, the system's dated. It's time. You know what I'm saying? So, but I can, I can still be a fan of Nintendo and still appreciate them, but also see where they need to make... Like, you can live in a house and still recognize the cracks in the foundation. You can love that house. You cannot move out of the house and still be like, there's some cracks in our foundation. We probably won't get that fixed. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's stop being stands. Let's go back to being fans, okay? 
Like, stop sticking behind stuff no matter what, or stop sticking behind principles, like, in in spite of, like, everything. Like, it's okay sometimes, but you know what? This is flawed. You know what? Let me check myself before, like, defending this. Because, like, I'm not going to defend something and I have no experience with it. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. That's why I love Nintendo so much. I have so much experience with Nintendo. I've been with Nintendo since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had every Nintendo system known to man just about. The only thing I'm missing is some Japanese ones and, like, iterations of ones I already have. But for the most part, just because I love that company doesn't mean I'm not going to point out what they do wrong sometimes, because they do. And C-Dub talks about this on the show all the time, about how, like, yo, their Nintendo Switch Online is lacking. And you know what? I'll be the first to say it is. Compared to the other stuff that's out there, sure, the pricing matches it, though. So, I mean, that's great. But at the same time, I understand his frustration about, like, hey, they don't put out enough old games for me to really, like, enjoy this aside from just having this just because I'm a Nintendo fanboy somewhat. He doesn't want to admit it, but he is a Nintendo fan to some extent. Um, But, yeah, you know, he absolutely has a point on that. He's waiting on Golden I'm waiting on Golden it's okay. You see how I can point out what they're doing wrong, but still be a diehard fan? You see that? You see what happens there? You can do that too. So let's please, in the future, going forward, let's 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 just back up a little bit on this whole review bombing. All right, because it, it's getting old. Um, but also too, uh, on top of that, just in the industry as a whole, right now, uh, I can tell you also too. The AAA titles are pretty much dead. Um, not dead in the sense, oh, we're never going to see them again. No, you're, you're still going to see them. But the sense of them coming out and being everything you wanted or just that whole sense of, like, following the game from, like, A, to, from the beginning to the end, and then it comes out and it's just great and it's huge and we have a party about it. Those days are kind of gone simply because the AAA titles – cost so much to make and they require such big teams now that like most times they take about five to six years to come out and then once they come out you know if they're not marketed properly they could miss out on a lot of revenue because you know hey you've been waiting on it so long you're like ah i'm done i don't even care about it anymore i don't even want it anymore like do we even still care about that or they've used stuff that's so dated it's like well now it's out i, I don't you know, I don't care about these mechanics anymore. The world might move on to something else. Uh, case in point, you know, there I heard um, a news article kind of talk about, hey, you know, sandboxes becoming outdated, and that's crazy to me that people are getting tired of sandbox. Because if you're if you're an old gamer like myself, I remember when Grand Theft Auto Three came out, and that was just like the beginning of sandboxes, like. Everybody and their mom want to be open world, open world, open world. But I think we've done it so much now that people are getting tired of it. Which, I mean, rightfully so. Because let me tell you, again, I can't reiterate how much when Grand Theft Auto 3 did the whole open world sandbox thing, that just opened a door of other people. Like, we're going to do sandbox as well. We're going to do sandbox, 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 sandbox. So, um you know, trends change. That's another thing that's going on in the industry. And I think right now the AAA titles uh, as as that trend is kind of coming to an end. And you're going to see a lot more people spread out to the indies are kind of just 
go with the indies more about things. I mean, that's what's already happening now. You know, like I, I said that the other day. I think I said that at the last show. And uh, C-Dub was like, eh, but it's kind of true. Like, if the gaming industry didn't have AAA titles, not AAA titles, I'm sorry. If the gaming industry didn't have indie titles, whew, we'd be in the desert right now. Because before you got, before indie became as big as it is now, which I'm trying to push my game out there because King of Hell comes soon. I'm trying to get this money. Um, it was very funny because we were literally just wait from AAA title to AAA title. No lie. Like, all we had was just whatever would come out on, on the systems. Not what was on Steam, not little third-party stuff. Way before Xbox Live freed the indie developers to say, hey, come on our system. Like, that's all you had. Is you had to wait for another AAA title or another title to just come out that a company would release. And we had slow, slow times. Like, now there's so much content out there that you can consume so much. You don't have to worry about okay, I got to wait until God of War 2 comes out to get a good action game, or I got to wait until this. And I mean, yeah, in some cases, you still have to wait for a big action title, but you also could just go see what these indie dudes are doing, and these indie developers out there are killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, those peeps are coming out with some innovative things, and they don't have, like, the big, like, development company or big publisher feel of uh holding back their creativity they can just do whatever and it's like yo it's indie so that's another thing too that's good about this new generation of gaming as well is that yes while the triple a titles are not as big as they used to be or a big or more a widely celebrated like they used to be with indie games now you don't have to wait so long to play something new um I uh, hope, you know, also, too, we're not getting to a saturation point. I mean, everybody does, but I just don't want us to get back to the, the video game crash of the 80s where it was so bad and there were so many replicas of a replica and so many people putting out games that, like, the, the video game industry just crashed and it took Nintendo to kind of revive everybody out of it. Um, I don't think we'll have that because there's different things in place to protect that. But at the same point... Y'all come on, like, let's stop being stands. Let's go back to being fans. It's all right to to comment about the cracks in the foundation. You can still be a fan of something and know, like, hey, all right, it's not perfect. And that's another thing, too. Let's stop searching for the perfect, the perfect game, the perfect project, the perfect. Let's stop this. Nothing's perfect. Even some of the games that you love, someone's gonna find flaws in it. So just stop with this whole it has to be perfect. And, oh, why they mess with my game? Oh, blah, blah, yada. Like, and I get it. Sometimes a game can go in a new direction and it's too much, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes it can just get stale by staying in it. I mean, that's what Assassin's Creed is going through right now to where, like, it was doing really well staying in the formula it had, but now it's gone so far that a lot of its fans are like, okay, we kind of missed the old Assassin's Creed, but then if you go back to the old Assassin's Creed, you can't go back too far because they made such great innovations in these new ones. So it's, it's all about balance. And we got to give the developers room to find that balance you know so as a developer myself i can tell you it's hard to sit there and say okay well especially if you're if you worked on another like i haven't worked on another project this is my first project so as my first project I'm like, okay but well, what worked in other rpg games here's what i want to bring to it and then on top of that you know like what will the game gamers respond to what will they not respond to so there's a lot there there's a lot that goes into game design again no one sets out to make a bad game. No one. 
You know what I'm saying? Even the game companies that we know just notoriously are bad for games, they're just a company that hasn't had their hit yet, and they're just trying over and over again to put it out. So just, you know, be a little bit more patient, but at the same time, just be respectful and just be fair. You know what I'm saying? If you hadn't played the game, don't leave a review. That's not fair. Like, at least go at least go play the demo. At least go say, well, based off the demo, I hated the game. Or if there's no demo for it, just like, you know what? I hadn't played the game. And don't leave a review if you hadn't played the game. Just make a piece and just write on a blog somewhere. You know what? I hadn't played the game, but I don't like how they said this, this, and that's going to be in it. And I don't think it's going to be a good game. And just leave it at that. But otherwise, give the developers a chance because we just never know what can hit and what can't. And if you keep just being so anal and so, like, restrictive on what they can do, we're never going to get creativity anymore. Because I can tell you, during those days of the Super Nintendo era, during those days of the PS2 era, that's why we had so many great things. Creativity and, and able to create and flourish. Now with gaming, that's why I said AAA, it's very hard for AAA titles to come out. They have no room for failure. Now it's like, you fail once, that's it. You're done. I mean, case in point, uh, big little games with um, Kingdoms of Amalur. And it wasn't even a flop. EA just felt like it didn't sell as well as they thought it would. So they just killed the whole studio. Like, that's the, the era that we're in now. So that's what I'm saying. Stop being so restrictive and unkind to these like developers. And I'm not saying, oh, treat them with baby hands, and go buy everything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, hey, be fair. If you hadn't played the game, don't leave a review. Just go to blog somewhere and say, well, I didn't play it, but I'm not going to play it because of this, because what I see, blah, 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 blah. And that's perfectly fine because that's your opinion of it. That's your two cents. But reviews, reviews are supposed to be, hey, I played the game and my time with it, this is what it means. That's what a video game review means. Everything else is just static noise. Just ignore that. All right? Let's all just be games out there. So that's it. That's my soapbox that I got on. And like I said, I'm splicing in videos here and there. Sorry for the long-winded, like, speech and preaching. It's, it's, it's not that, you know, I just, I see so much of this, and I'm just tired of it. Like, as a gamer myself, as a gamer and both a developer, it's like, yo, just give it a fair chance. I don't like Call of Duty, not because of Call of Duty. I still don't like the Call of Duty bros that play it. But Call of Duty, I still can't deny that it's one of the best first-person shooters out there. I don't like Madden anymore, but Madden's the only football game in town. And then for people who enjoy sports, it's a great game. So I'm not going to take away from that. And if you're going to speak on something, speak to what you know and speak of the truth that you know about that project. That's all I'm saying. So anyway... That's that's your that's that's enough of my soapbox from old Rockman 3K3. Uh, one other thing before we get into like the the other event I have for you. Um, gosh, what was I going? Oh yeah. So leading up to the, the event, which is the the anime conversation. Um, you might notice the anime has changed a little bit. We got a lot of remakes coming back out. Trigun, most notably. Uh, Trigun Stampede's come out, and a few people have shared how they felt about it. It is very different. Like I, I said last uh, week on the show, it's different. It's it's cool, but very, like, different. And they don't really follow the manga. They they talk more about something that was, like, a big surprise. And I'm not going to ruin anything or spoil anything. Um, but it's definitely different from the old school anime and the manga. Uh, I still like it. It's still quirky. Uh, there's a few things I don't like about it and a few 
uh, people that are, that are absent that I don't like, but you know, it's uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out for this particular one. But I am going with mindset like, hey, this is something new and it is a remake. I do want to see how they, they play it out. So, without further ado, the next thing I want to uh share with you is again, I uh got with Anime Triad and we had a very beautiful conversation about how anime changed like the here, the, the then and now kind of thing about anime. Uh, and I thought it was really cool as we brought up a lot of great points. So I wanted to share that with you today. Um, and yeah, just I hope you enjoy it. Uh, next week, Mr. C-Dub will be back. You know what I'm saying? I'll be here with him. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, he wanted to take off for his birthday. So he got there and be great. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate again. Thank you so much, homie, and congratulations on another walk around the sun. You're awesome. You're the best Super Saiyan that I know. And, yeah, man, I can't wait for you to come back so we can talk more about stuff. But, anyway, guys, uh, I want you to enjoy this next little clip. And, once again, I'm Rockman3K3. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to us and hanging out with me. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And again, just you know, stop the review bombing and just out there and play games, man. And just if you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. But just remember, play the game first before you hate on it. And get a good, you know, just get get some some good experience of it. And then come back and talk to you people about it. Don't just go on there and hate on it because it's cool to hate on it. You know, that that defeats the whole purpose of being an actual good review. But if you want to actually tell your true feelings of how you felt on it, then that's okay. And then on top of that, listen, it's okay to disagree with one another. We're going to have different opinions about different things. So anyway, uh, enjoy this next segment. I'm Rockman3K3, and I will see you guys later. I'm out. All right, so we're back once again, but this time... We are joined again by our man, Rockman3K3, from the Nerd Plate Podcast. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. I'm happy to be here once again. Thank you so much to the, the secretive and the awesome anime triad, the holy place where all anime comes to be discussed. I'm really happy to be on the show. Can't wait to talk about some anime today. Great, 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 man. It's so awesome to have you here. So today, we're going to talk about kind of our differences and I guess our takes on new gen anime versus old gen anime. And that could have a different meaning for everybody. And I know uh, Rockman 3K3 and I, we have a, uh, we have a, we have quite the uh, number of anime under our belt that we've watched. Um, Mike and Sean, they're anime fans too. They've kind of arrived a little later to the anime party, but um, but we're going to talk about kind of those things, and I'm going to go ahead and start us off today. It's it's hard to talk about this topic because it's hard to where's the where's the the you know the start point for this. But I I think for me what I classify as newer gen animation are the animes that gave us really really long overarching stories with like crazy with a bunch of seasons so i think in 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 america it's like 2002 we got naruto so naruto crazy you know crazy long story that actually technically spans two different shows just one really long manga bleach and then like one piece the big three as we call them 
Um, that's kind of where I think that starts because soon after you get things like Code Geass. Fantastic, by the way. If you've never seen it, please go watch it. Um, and you get shows that really took a different look at their like, I don't know if it's budget or they they really took a lot more pride in the animation quality. As the technology became available, they wanted to utilize it. And there's big jumps in those early 2000s to mid-2000s. Another thing that happened that time was the quality of English dubs went through the roof. Mm-hmm. That was the golden era when dubs went through the roof. Um... I, and I think of, once again, I just think of, uh, of, of that era being what is why we have good dubs now. And Funimation, Funimation, fan, like they are the core reason, I believe, why we had it. They have all these great actors on Retainer, and now they're merged with Crunchyroll. So it's a, it's a good time for anime right now. But, uh, what, but that comes at a cost, I think. And I don't know if it's a correlation or a causation thing, and or it could be just plain old coincidence. But I feel like when older animation was at its peak, and I'm thinking late 80s, mid 90s, storytelling was really, really different. There was a lot of a, a lot of thought. And grit put into this story has we have to tell this story really well because a lot of those anime were one maybe two seasons and I think of a I think of stories like like you get like like the 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 the, 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 the anime movie that started anime movies in Akira right mm-hmm. great story. No, it doesn't look as good as now. It looks fine. It's 1988, I believe. Um, but the story was something we weren't ready for. People did not expect. And it was a whole different level of animation quality and storytelling. And then you get it to, the, to like 97, 98, and you get to something like Outlaw Star. Personal favorite of mine. I love Outlaw Star. Shout out to my boy Gene Starwin. Yeah. Classic. Um. And again, the storytelling, the nuances that, that go on in, in those stories um, versus what goes on now. And I think the thing is, is there's a lot of implied knowledge in the older animes. They don't spoon feed you everything. Mm-hmm. You have to have some kind of thought, deeper thought, little, you know, that that like you could put context clues together a little bit in some of these things. And this newer animation, sometimes they have to spoon feed you every little bit, and it's like it becomes redundant when we're used to watching older stuff that you have to kind of fill in your own holes to it. And I'm not talking about like potholes and like they didn't explain stuff. I'm just talking like it's like you see something happen and there was an explosion, and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, the oil tanker exploded. You're like, yes, we. We got the oil taker exploded from the fire that was caused by whatever XYZ thing is. So uh, implied knowledge, and that's something that's also occurred in older movies. And an, an older movie that I always reference is like Dead Poet Society. 
It's a great movie with Robin Williams. And it's a movie that has some implied knowledge um, because of the time in which it came out. It came out in the 90s, but it was really set in like the 80s kind of feel. And so the 80s are much closer than the 2020s, right? So if a kid or somebody today watches it, they don't get the same connection. And I think with newer animation, they make stuff look really well. It looks better. Animation's at an all-time high. Demon Slayer is a great example of that. A new generation animation, a new gen show with fantastic animation. But I also find that that story um, lacks good storytelling. And so it's kind of a give and take kind of thing. And, and that's probably my biggest thing between new and old uh, and music. Music is a big thing, too. Um, uh, I think music, music is better than it used to be. It sounds better than it used to be. The whole audio table is better than it used to be. And that really drives shows and movies with these two. So these are my two big things is that implied knowledge, um, I guess three things, implied knowledge not really existing now as it used to. So they're kind of spoon feeding everything. And maybe that's good, maybe that's bad, I'm not sure. Um, animation all-time high and music just being crazy good. That's my thing. Mike. Cool, man. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting uh, parallel that you put there kind of talk about like, you know, uh, what Hollywood used to do compared to what like anime used to do. Right. Like context is, is important. You know, you, some stories you're not going to get if you don't really know what the, the author was sort of like, what are the, what circumstances are they writing it under? I think that, it, okay. When we talk about old school anime, the funny thing is, I feel like there's sort of two generations of old school anime. Like, you have the early stuff. Like, you know, you, you have, like, Dragon Ball, like, like original Dragon Ball. You have, like, Giver. You Ooh. have stuff like, um, I, I would say Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop fall into that for me. But mm-hmm. they, they are sort of transitioning That's into the, the second version of New Gen, which I think one. starts with like naruto dragon ball um you know one piece these kind of thing where they are it is old school but there's there's a different feel about them yeah like like that transitional animes is a good term yeah yeah i I think that's what a lot of them are and 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 you kind of said it how the the they change the way they tell stories because they're not just trying to tell like hey okay we got 13 episodes we just gotta we gotta show y'all something cool like i think about um uh uh what was it black blood brothers or something like that mm, yeah mm-hmm. black blood brothers that's a good yeah lo- love mm-hmm. that show and it's just like hey this is just a 12 episodes like let's just tell this story about vampires and werewolves and it's gonna wrap up real quick i and got it on blu-ray right here yeah man it's <laughs> um and i feel like that still exists which is cool but like actually I- i'm watching a uh, hina matsuri right now on uh funimation and it's that same idea. It's like we got 12 episodes. Um, but I feel like I don't know how much of that real light, lighthearted kind of stuff existed in the old, old school. Um, I know I'm repeating a lot of words right now, but 
Um, once again, that may that may just talk to, I guess, how few anime from that era I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, new school. One of the, I think, the things that transition to that for me is kind of going from that middle era where, like, I feel like Code Geass and Full Metal Brotherhood, like th- those two shows are like the peak of anime for me, and they are kind of the last leg of that middle version, like the newer old school going into new school. When I think about new school, I think about like Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, uh, Demon Slayer, um, things of that nature that have come out, I guess probably since 2010, 2012, you know, something like that. 2015. Yeah. 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 2015 in some cases. Um, There's, there, there seems to be fads. It feels like anime goes through fads. Oh yeah, like, it's oh, yeah. like, hey, what's big right now? Like isekai anime got huge all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Sword Art Online, and I was like, this is dope. And then you have like Overlord comes out, and then you have uh, uh, Log Horizon. Right, right. Um, <laughs> show, um, show. I feel like. Does Dot Hack fall into that category? Absolutely. That's like, older too. That's 90s. Yeah. Though. That and yeah. that's what I think that's one of the first ones. But mm-hmm. if you yeah. notice, there weren't a lot of other shows back then who did that. Like Dot Hack in its time mm-hmm. was like one of the only ones. But then in the era of Sword Art Online, well, there's that one, and, and there's just it's like every show is doing an isekai. I blame right? zombies. Zombie. <laughs> because everybody did a damn zombie show that's right and, and then everyone yep. succeeded or a zombie game and everyone got money off of it so then mm-hmm. anime companies i feel production companies i feel like my opinion uh, they were like we could all make the same thing and everybody will watch it anyway and guess what fools like me and i guess fools <laughs> like Rockman over here we will watch them all because that's we what will. we do that's a yeah. it's the popularization of anime. Uh, not to cut you off, but just real quick, another example you of good. that is uh, Dragon Ball Super, where someone told Akira Toriyami, "Hey, multiple universes. Marvel did that. We could do that. Okay." And it's just like, oh god. <laughs> now you have like, yep. hey, there's a universe where Goku's completely evil. There's a universe where you know, and it's just like, uh. so yeah, the popularization of anime definitely happens. Yeah, and and there's just these, uh, there's just trends. You know, it's like everyone kind of wants to do the same thing. And and for me, I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a trend happening in storytelling right now, which is to be very emotional and long-winded, but not to say a lot. <laughs> like, I feel like I see it often. And, you know, and as far as new school goes, I feel like My Hero Academia almost did this. And it might be one of the only ones that doesn't do it, unfortunately. Um, Because I just keep watching these new shows where, you know, let's take, I mean, you know, for any of fans of the podcast and for any nerd plate listeners who want to go check out, uh, you know, our our evaluation of Mugen Train, um, you know, I, I talk about how they just sat crying for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, do we need this? (laughs) is is this what what are we what story are we telling in this 10 minutes of crying over this character that we just met like uh, i just don't know i don't know what it's doing and i think that well a lot of it has to do with society's kind of moving towards the 
we want to be on TikTok. We don't want to watch movies anymore. And yet at the same time, we got three-hour movies in the, in the theaters these days. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being a kid growing up like 90s, early 2000s, going to the movie theater and the movie's two hours long. What? Like, hour and a half and let's go home. Like, I mean, we still did it, but, you know, yeah. Well, you know, we, we did. And, and, and I'm still, that's the funny thing is I say that. No, don't, don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on it. it it's just, it's just that I'm noticing that something that never used to happen is suddenly becoming the standard, right? And it just seems like Hollywood anime goes through trends. So, I mean, yeah. outer space was a trend for a long time. You Man, know? I couldn't imagine pokemon the movie being three hours long <laughs> good god i mean yeah avatars gonna come out this christmas is a, and it's three and a half hours long uh that's james cameron that's that's james cameron's <laughs> love letter to james cameron so what did you expect <laughs> james cameron's love letter to james cameron nice i like that that's right that's right Man, I feel like that was a lot of that was a big way that all the Naruto Shippuden movies kind of shot themselves in the foot. Is Come like on. most of them would have been way better if they were an hour and a half as opposed to two hours. And that's I can definitely say that's the case for the Digimon Tri movies. I mean, whoo. Mm. That's right, Rockman's eyes got real big. I, I couldn't do it, man. That's right. That's just like I you know what? Pokemon's better anyway. You know, <laughs> like, no, just, real no. talk man so um, except yeah. temple of the sea Te- yeah mm. temple of the sea we kind of got to put to the side but um you know anyway that that's sort of my take on new new gen versus old gen i think that what i would hope to see is actually sort of a mixing and matching like i don't really want to see a continuation of fads like, I really don't like when something comes out that's really popular and then everybody wants to do it. it. Is that possible? Will we ever see a world where such a thing exists? I don't know. But I can say that ba- I feel like older anime was better about that than newer anime. I feel like in this current time we live in, everybody wants to go viral. It's all about like the virality and the how fast can we spread this thing? And so they focus more on in their show having shocking moments and like how how much can we make the audience go, what? And that's how they tell their friends about it. And I feel like it just wasn't that way back in the day. It that's was horror just a, movies. Like think about think about true horror movies now. They're just slasher gore films. Mm-hmm. They're not, it's not true like, like this is scary. This is just gory in a right. lot of ways. So if you like, if yeah, it's the we're they've changed the game. They've changed what it means really means to do those things. Yeah. So that's my take on it, Sean. What you think? Cool. I mean, I got I got mixed feelings on this, and you know, we talked about the big three, and that's kind of where a line is drawn. But I think there's a secondary line too. I think there's actually four quadrants almost. I think there's like your um astro boy speed racer that's like the early yeah like, that's like the pre-early love then, speed racer yeah and then you have your uh and then you have like your dragon balls and your you know sailor moons too you know like that the magical girls type of genre can't forget sailor moon yeah, yeah. and then and then that's the big three kind of creates this whole new thing and then you have like your what i call like 
the Gen Z anime almost like the new like 2015 on your My Heroes, your Demon Slayers, your um, Jujutsu Kaisens, like those those shows. So I think what I've noticed is the newest animes, especially in the, like the, the most recent ones, they have fixed a lot of the problems that the older animes had. But they also created problems that the old animes did not have. Mm. So it's almost like we just completely like in them trying to fix issues and be better. They let the stuff that was already good slip. So storytelling, for example, would be one of those things. Um, I mean, you don't really see a ton of filler in the, in the really new stuff. Like it is straight to the point, 25 episodes long per season true to the manga for the most part you know now is that by is that because they're trying to stay true to the manga and they heard the complaints from prior generations or is it because we live in a generation where you know more people wa watch videos on tiktok and reels and shorts nowadays and they do long form content it's yeah. short it's just is that is that because of that or was it um is was at the start of that you well know? and think about this too streaming services people don't watch this on tv anymore you're not just gonna watch whatever's on like if right. you don't like what you watching you gonna change it the other thing i you, mean exactly back out and pick a new thing on the same or you might even switch streaming services entirely you might say man yep. funimation ain't it right now i'm going over to hulu i'm going yep. over to netflix like, there, control all over what you watch yeah mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff too like you know, we, we've all said it. We're, we're going to probably wait until the newest season of My Hero Academia finishes before we binge it, right? But no one wants to binge a, a 75, right? Okay, not everyone, but Sorry. <laughs> nobody wants to binge a 7,500 episode arc, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to tell, imagine right now telling somebody, hey, I want you to go and you're going to binge this new arc that came out. It's called the Frieza arc. And you're gonna watch all of the filler that's with it because it's the to the tsunami <laughs> dub, the original <laughs> dub. You're gonna binge that whole thing. All right. Good luck with that. You know, probably watch the happen. same episode five times in a row. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna happen. So it right now it's it's short form content, right? Everyone wants to they want to be true to the manga, but they also want to get in, get out, be done, and. I think that's good for uh, in a lot of cases. I also think it's bad because you sometimes you need breathing room to flesh out storytelling. You can tell a story in 26 episodes, right? Give it just like you can tell a story in a movie. But when you're trying to create these worlds in that anime uh, tends to do, it is very difficult to create a good story while also building these worlds. And we are now in a place with Marvel, with DC, with everything, Harry Potter, whatever. They are worlds. They are universes. The things you go to the movies to nowadays and watch are universes. They are cinematic universes. You're not going to watch the one independent movie that isn't about anything in a theater anymore. You're going to see it on streaming. Avatar is part of a universe, so to speak the Marvel, so on and so forth. So people, we talked about Hollywood versus in anime, like people want these to be a world building thing. 
and you can't flesh out and you can't create good storytelling by doing that. If you want a really self-contained type of story, you can do that. And there's two great examples, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. Mm -hmm. Very short amount of episodes. And that that is a season now, but that is a 26 episodes was the show because Mm -hmm. it wasn't trying to be this big, grandiose thing. It was very thin, but very deep in its storytelling. Uh, real quick, since he said, "Uh-oh, oh, oh, oh no, oh, Ben yeah. froze." Oh, there you go. You froze for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so I just want to be excited about that because that is coming out. I think next. Well, you, Mr. you next. just you you froze. You were like, "Oh wait, by the way," and then froze. And then froze. froze. We didn't get anything after that. <laughs> oh, dang up! I'm sorry. I'll try that again. And then you came uh, back by saying, "And I'm really excited." So I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. There's a new Trigun anime coming back. Yes, right. remake. Redoing. Yes. Yeah, they're remaking yeah. Trigun. Can't um, wait. Very Hell yeah, and Ramoni Kenshin. That's that's been mm-hmm. they've well, they've kind of done that before. Yeah, I love just Kenshin. didn't pick up steam. Yeah, yeah, and it it doesn't because the original is so strong. Like you mm-hmm. don't need to. It's it's complete. So, so so those those stories are very self contained, and you can have very few episodes and have a good in depth story. Right now, you're trying to build this big thing, and your your stories are. You have your Olympic sized pools, but it's all three feet deep in your storytelling, right? That's why Mike loves just talking about how Tanjiro just cries, beats a demon, <laughs> cries while they while we do a flashback to their story, well, and then goes and finds the next demon. We get a flashback <laughs> of a dying villain. Why do we get their backstory? They're literally in the process of disintegrating. Because they want you to care about because these they want you to care. They want you to be exactly. like, oh, it's not just a demon. This is a real person, but, and you, you could know. do that. You don't have to keep reestablishing that. But we did could, that. You could do that if it wasn't short form content in the not the number of episodes or seasons. So that's one negative. I think the positive is there's hardly any filler left. I mean, Boruto needs mm-hmm. to get on that train and figure their stuff out because it's nothing but filler. Uh, and then this new thing called like anime filler and anime canon, which whatever. Um, <laughs> but there, there's a lot less filler, and there people are a lot more accepting of anime. This is more, this is more for North America Western culture. But you don't have to like back in the day with Dragon Ball. It, in order to make it attention grabbing, you had to redo the soundtrack to make it more 2000s and like mm-hmm. Americanized <laughs> and whatnot. Now it's no, this is the purest form. There's no need to mess with the soundtrack. We're going to stay true to what the, the manga says. And so I think that's a positive and a check in the yes category for the newer anime. And then no, of man, course, F that. <laughs> I just remember watching, I just remember watching the return of cooler and listening to Deftones when he transforms, <laughs> and then watching legendary Super Saiyan Broly transform for the first time, and I'm listening to Pantera while he's doing, and I'm like, this is very late 90s, early 2000s right now, <laughs> which is great. It's cool when you watch it for the first time, um, especially when you're you know in the Western culture, but they don't have to do that as much anymore. Yeah. Um, the, the older the older crowd like there's more fleshed out stories you can develop more but um 
because they felt the need to consistently push out an episode every single week and they don't take breaks like they used to or like they do now, you had all this filler, which some of it is good, you know, other world tournament filler, great, you know, and then some of it's really bad. Like all the Naruto mammoth. filler is bad. All the Naruto filler, yeah. The Crystal Bleach, Three Bleach Tales is so bad. The Bonto Saga? Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna let that go. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there, there's your differences there. Another thing too is violence. Mm -hmm. There yeah. is not as much um violence and edgy content on a lot of the i say this very loosely but mainstream anime i think part of it is and i could be wrong but i feel as though maybe some of the eastern um um lines kind of they they shifted in what they feel is acceptable um and so you don't nearly see as much edgy and racy type things i mean you get your stuff here and there but I, I don't know. I don't know if they're being broadcasted at different times. I want to say some of the shows do. Like I want to say Dragon Ball Super in particular, in particular, they're not broadcast at the same time that Dragon Ball Z was. They're in an earlier time spot and they're trying to reach a a broader audience, right? And so they need to not have Piccolo rip his arm off and a bunch of blood spew out, right? They want to make it a little more family friendly, you know at least in the Western culture, that's good for ad revenue. I don't know how that is in, in the Japanese culture uh, where, where it's created, but you know, another thing too, with, with the new, with the new gen. Um, and I think this is a benefit for the new gen. So it's not intended is I remember when I was younger and I would go into the mall and I'd go into hot topic. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and hot topic. The three things that were in hot topic were trip pants Yep. The latest CDs, and I could put headphones on and listen to the new tracks to get a sample, and band T-shirts. All right, it was mm -hmm. all rock, and it was all like wrist bracelets, right, with the spikes. Now the you walk, yep, exactly. <laughs> now you walk into Hot Topic, and it's My Hero Academia, mm -hmm. and it's Harry Potter, and it's um, uh, what's it called, Demon Slayer, and it's Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's Dragon Ball. It's a lot more um, spread out. It's pop culture, nerd culture, so to speak. Whereas before it was like, you're the alt kid who like has eyeliner on and mm -hmm. has wristbands. We all were that, we all went through that phase. I, I, I had definitely, I, didn't. I, ha I had the <laughs> shirt that said, um, lost my mind a reward. If you find it, like I was that kid, <laughs> right? Like we all had those shirts, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that definitely helps get the new anime out to a lot more folks. Um, and I think this anime is the newer stuff is a little more um, open to multiple different types of people. It's like definitely it's, a lot more acceptable to watch anime nowadays as opposed mm -hmm. to back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Like my you dad, used to get made fun of for my for dad calls. Anime. My dad would call every anime Pokemon. <laughs> my the Pokemans show. Yeah, yeah. My, my mom the would call, again. My mom would call. I would do like the Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments at Books a Million and stuff. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna play that Pokemon?" I was like, "Yep, I'm playing Pokemon. It's Yu-Gi-Oh, right?" Um. So I mean, there's obviously a tons of different differences. Like, there's things that we just all know about. Obviously, the the animation quality is a lot better, right? Just because they have computer generation um options and whatnot but i will tell you 
there is nothing that pleases my soul more than watching a very, very nicely drawn frame in an old school anime. I can think of probably the nicest one was when Super Saiyan 2 Goku was preparing to fight Kid Buu on the Supreme Kai planet and there was lightning striking around them. And the mm. way Goku was animated, it was chef's kiss. It was gorgeous. And you appreciate it more because you know that takes a ton of work to do. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an animator, but I would assume that doing that on the computer with the, the, the 3D and the computer generated um, animation is, that is much easier to achieve because we, we see those gorgeous frames a lot more. So I can appreciate seeing that in the older generation um, a lot more. I mean, there's some bad animation in some of our best, um, best and most favorite animes. Like there's some bad animation, um, but yeah. So it's kind of a cacophony of thoughts when it comes to old school versus new school. Um, but I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. I think I, overall, what the newer generation has done better, they have slacked in the things that the old gen did quite good. So I think it's I think it's a honestly I think it's a yin and a yang. Rockman, finish us out. Man, all right. So those are all really great points, and it, it kind of falls on me since I've been alive for all the generations. Uh, it kind of <laughs> falls on me to kind of give the evolution of it. So I'm going to jump into a few things. So the first thing is I'm going to start with is the way the sequencing is done in anime is a little bit different, um, but we saw that uh, as well in the old school way, um, different things. Like, for example... A lot of people don't even remember what OVAs are anymore. Does anyone here know what an OVA is? Oh, yeah. Mike, yeah. Okay, okay, so you guys do. So that's good. We of course, do. you're the anime tribe. But, you know, original variation anime used to be, hey, we have a story. It's a little bit different from the main story. But here's like an hour and 30 minute long. Like, this is what we want the characters to do. And you don't see those anymore. So back in my time of anime of the times of Vampire Hunter D, Ninja Scroll, uh, Eight Man, Wicked City, uh, Pat Labor, as well as like you have stuff like Fist yeah. of the North Star, things like that. You know, it, it was a lot of okay, we have serialized anime, we also have complete anime, and then we just have anime movies. And back then, there were more anime movies slash OVAs slash just like here's an hour or something presentation of our anime versus serialized. And so back then, you only had a few serialized at one time because, of course, Shonen was like, all right, we only want to do this many at this time. plus a lot of the where the fillers come from is, of course, catching up with manga. We know that's the number one reason. But also, too, a lot of people don't know is from the Japanese holidays and how they have different traditions that they have to, all right, we're not airing anime because we're airing this particular anime, or we're airing this particular show that's only seasonal. So that's where a lot of that comes from, too. And that's why a lot of series kind of went on. Um, but back in that time frame, I remember that to where, like, you know, sometimes an anime would only be a six-part series, and that's it. You get six episodes, and that was it. Um, so I, I find that to be a little different in today's society because now it seems like serialized anime is a little bit more of the main focus than just one-offs or one-shots or OVAs. Because, uh, like I said, like I don't even think kids nowadays who are fans of anime even know what OVA is. Um, so I find that to be interesting, but at the same point, 
I think now with everything being more marketing and they have more of the market share out there, because anime used to just be like, yo, it's Japan, that's it. If you ever wanted to see it, unless you had a new type magazine, unless you can smuggle in some videos, unless you can smuggle in DVDs or fan subs, you weren't going to see that anime. And it's funny to bring up another point to speak to Mike, where he was like, yo, I think, you know, the older anime was a little bit serious. We actually had funny anime, it's just you can't find them anymore. Like, did you know there was an anime that made fun of Power can't talk power rangers called shinesman which is really cool and it's this odd anime that just instead of being teenagers uh being able to morph it was adults who had real working job who were salarymen and they were morph to like go fight these monsters but they also had their daily lobs they were thinking about so this one dude's like oh man i hope we get done with this boss because i got a date with the turkish twins and it's like hilarious shit man um and it's like a Power so, Rangers parody. Yeah, it's a it's a full on Power Rangers parody. That's it's great. great. And if you can ever find it, buy it because you can't find it anywhere anymore. It was on videotape, and that's it. They never showed it. They ne- I don't know who has the rights to it now. Uh, and I want to say it was under either Urban or Manga because at the time that was the, another crazy thing too. Back then, you only had two people, two big companies that really just like, all right, cool. Like this is who, who we're putting out manga or anime with, and it was. Manga or Urban Entertainment, and it was crazy because they had pretty much all of them. Another thing that really changed between that old school and the new school was um, the protagonists. If you notice back then, the protagonist uh, in Fist of the North Star, he's this muscular duke, and Shiro just has muscles on top of muscles. But now in this new age, they've kind of traded that in for like the emotionally available guy who's like, all right, the power of friendship is going to take me through this. He has n- literally almost no muscles, but then he powers up with his friends, and he has a few muscles, you know, but he's still this skinny <laughs> dude. And it's crazy because you saw that transformation. Like, I'll give an example of that. The two black swordsmen, uh, the actual real black swordsmen from Berserk, which was Guts. We all remember my man Guts, Guts. who was just like this big, strong, like, I have yep. this, like, you know, 200-pound sword on my back versus what they call the black swordsmen now, Kirito from like Sword Art Online, who is this skinny kid from high school, is just like, eh, I carry a sword, but you know, I'm dangerous. You just don't know. I don't look like it. And so it's it's crazy to see that dichotomy because back then all the superheroes went for that. You know, Goku, when he flexed up all his muscles, he was mm-hmm. super strong. Again, bringing up Kinshiro, bringing up guts, uh, bringing up, you know, some of the other uh people, like the one guy from Bastard, like the original Bastard before they did this remake. Uh, he was like that too and so it was crazy because that was their representation and i feel like that was a a kind of a mirror of the times because back then people wanted the stoic superhero macho man kind of like hey i'm arnold schwarzenegger and then now you're going into like the new age where they want the emotionally available male that's like a good dude but still strong in his own way I mean, so, it's like the All Might versus Midoriya. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what... And, and that's... My Hero Academia plays off that. Because, you know, what happens to All Might, and then you see Midoriya just come in his own. And, you know, when he flares up and gets, like, his muscle power, you see the muscles, but you also see he's still this scrawny kid that could, basically. That's um, also very similar, like, in a lot of things, like professional wrestling, for example. Look at like the the original generation, like steroid era versus now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean Hulk Hogan, and you know uh, even even before that, and now the the people that get over the most are the ones Mm -hmm. that the audience um, and the fans relate to the most in a lot of ways. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Know? So it's 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 one of those things where you see that evolution. And again, that's just more of the sign of the times because that's what we wanted back then in the 80s and 90s, the, the strong macho, like, all right, let's take down the predator. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Now versus the, okay, now we want the emotionally just every man that's still perfect and strong in his own way. And thanks to his friends, he's going to make it. So that's another thing you see in anime that's uh, kind of weird. And then the violence, and I've noticed that too, and I think that plays more so on the fact that like back then, Japanese animation in our time was like niche. Like, if you didn't know about it, you weren't, it didn't exist in your world. And I think now that they have more market like place, they're they're trying to think about okay, cool, can we show this? Because like there's a lot of things they can't show in China. And now they have to be like, okay, since we're airing in China, what do we need to take out? Um, same thing like in America, because you know, that was the big problem when anime first came over to America was the censorship. And they had to find a way, okay, how can we still be supportive and still be true to the content, but then I can't show a kid getting ripped in half. You know what I'm saying? So that was a big thing way back, especially with Toonami. Toonami's like, yo, we'll just show this at 12. Like, we can't show this to you guys. Because a lot of people don't know uh, Cowboy Bebop is a great example of that. Although it was one of their most, or yeah, one of their most least censored anime, they did censor a lot out of it. Like, for example, there's, there's a whole episode. Yeah, there's a whole episode that they left out. Yep. Uh, which they had to bring that. But, you know, like a lot of people, I remember watching that and I was like, wow, I've never seen this episode before. Same. It's on, it's in the, if you have a Blu ray pack, it's in there. Right. It's but in it there. Was, it was never on TV. Yeah. They couldn't put it on TV. And one of the scenes they did put on TV where Faye came in and she was taking down a gay criminal. In the actual, if you watch the the Cartoon Network slash the Adult Swim Cowboy Bebop episode, they completely clear out, white out the guy. So it's just a guy in a bed just looking at Faye with a gun in his mouth. But in actuality, he was on top of another dude, and you wouldn't have known that until you actually watched it. Um, and I think the one that was left out was uh, with um, the guy, Jupiter Jazz. Was it, was it him? Or was it, uh, I can't remember which one, but where he was uh, basically, he he become like a transsexual or not transsexual, yeah, but he was super like jazz one and yeah, two. That's one them, and two. Yeah. yeah, they didn't show them, and they they had several reasons. Like one of the they, official reasons they said they didn't show it is because 9-11 just happened, and because of like terrorism and stuff like that, they didn't want to show it. But we all knew, like when you found out about the guy in the, you know, like, oh, that's why they didn't show it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. we have so many of that because I mean that's like Ninja Scroll. There are so many rape scenes in that that they're just like, yeah, we can't show this on TV. Like the fact that Safa showed it was just amazing to me. Um, but I think that's why they toned down the gore because even I don't know if you guys remember High School of the Dead. Uh, oh, yeah. when that, you know, yeah, they, that was great. Even Japan was like, we like I loved it, but Japan is like, we're showing too much fan service. And even for that particular the bullet like, went between her boobs. That was crazy. It was, was one like, of the sickest oh, scenes you all, I've ever the watched. The three of you knew exactly what I was gonna say. Yes, yes. We all thought of the same scene before I said oh, it. And and like that's why we hadn't got the second the season two, because you know they had a second part to that. And they were just like, nah. Like, even Japan's like, nah, it's too much even for us. The manga finished. We just didn't get any more. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, Man, I I feel like episode six of that show was just them in the bathtub the whole episode. Yes. It was just the girls in the bath was the whole episode six or five. I don't remember which one. 
But it was like, yo! And the fact that they, like, it was it was just great. Um, so, and, and and it's very funny now, and I think another thing that I really love in this is my final point uh, is that I love that it is more mainstream. Uh, I mean, there's, there's always pitfalls with things going mainstream, but I do love the fact that now people don't have to, like, go to Atlanta to the underground and then go to that one little Chinese kung fu bootleg shop yeah. where, like, that's all you can get is, like, here, here's all the anime at least now, now that it's mainstream, people, the right people can get the money they deserve. The voice actors can get the money they deserve, most of them. Uh, and then just the, the corporations cannot be, they can actually judge uh, based on like good metrics and not just like, well, all right, it's not really showing here and take it off. Cause you know, that's a lot of our anime were like, you know, victims to that. Like Log Horizon, they didn't know at first if they're gonna do a third season. Because they're like, well, we don't know if it's catching up. And then I know the creator also got sick. Uh, Dead Man Wonderland, which we just never got. And I know it's yeah, yeah. again, the person passed. You know what I'm saying? But it was just, yeah, it was just like, well, that's it. It's gone, you know. And um, I really like that because, trust me, the new type um, thing. Or ugh. Trinity Blood. Yeah, Trinity yeah, Blood. Trinity Trinity Blood. Blood. They get all the way to the end and they're like, that's it. You know, and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, so. yeah. Trinity Blood was a great anime that was adapted from the manga, and the manga author passed away mm-hmm. from cancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is years ago, and it was a fantastic anime. Um, a lot of fun. Colleen Clickenbeard is main voice actor. Um, yes. Chris Sabat is one of the priests. He's a uh, Trey's. Yeah, he's, man. He's Trey's, uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's a personal favorite. That was the first, actually, first anime I ever bought. Because I bought nice. it on iTunes and I had it on the, nice. I had the original iPod video. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had the entire season of Trinity Blood on my iPod video. Just watch I it. felt like a baller. <laughs> and that's another thing too, because and that's why I love that now there's different avenues and good avenues you can go watch it. Because you can even buy some anime that you can't find on Crunchyroll and uh, Hulu. You can even buy it on the Microsoft Store or buy it on different digital stores. Yeah. And I like that a lot better because, you know, in the dark day, the dark ages, we had to watch, you know, three-parters on YouTube. Like, I remember watching all the oh. weeks. Like, with the three-parter. You got, like, sometimes they take down the third part. You're like, ah, oh, I gotta see how it ends. Like, what, you know. Listen, so. what we moved. Uh, I live in, <laughs> technically I live in St. Augustine, which is south of Jacksonville by about 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. When we moved here, like originally came down, we were my folks, and I'm in, I'm going into sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And we had just gotten to the point on Toonami where the Android saga was starting. Oh, yeah. And I know we all were like, <laughs> and new episodes finally. We've watched yes. Namek blow up 30 times. So many times. <laughs> yes. And yes. My, uh, my brother and I, we, we moved down, we didn't have cable. Yeah, that was gonna be like a month before they hooked up cable because it's back in the old days where like they actually yeah, had to run like a big line to your house and like took forever. Yep. And my brother and I are like, we're gonna miss like a month of both episodes. <laughs> and so my uncle recorded each episode on VHS for us nice. every week. So nice. every Saturday morning, and this is pre um rising sun tsunami which i thought was the best of tsunami was the rising sun i love it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the garlic junior saga was on that yep. but um uh every saturday morning my brother and i would pop that vhs in and we would have our own little <laughs> mini dragon ball z marathon every saturday morning it was pretty dope 
<laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I the evolution. It's always good. Um, the only thing I worry about is I worry about the creativity because you know we talked about Isekai, how it's getting saturated. Because yeah, Isekai used to be three anime. Now it's like three hundred anime. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they did the same thing. We saw the same kind of boom with Mecha because you know when Gundam took off. Then you have fifty different Gundam series. There's Gundam is still going. Gundam is so Gundam is so Gundam. Gundam is detached from the main Gundam just to make other stories. And now you have Gundam stories that attach to other Gundam stories, which is crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> like yeah. So I, I love yeah. Gundam. I'm a dude, massive Gundam fan, dude. Mobile suit, mobile suit all day, man. Yeah, side story. Mo- oh. Dude, mobile suit was fantastic. My favorite off-branch Gundam though is the eighth MS, the eighth mobile suit team off yes! of the one year war. Yes. And uh Shiro Amada is the main character. So name. powerful, man. Especially how it ends. It just yeah. Oh, it's great. Um and the and the other thing I will credit the the new um evolution for is I I as a black person, I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh <laughs> I am black <laughs> It, it is a permanent thing. <laughs> I, I am stuck with it. No, no. Love of blackness. But I love that there's more representation now in terms of like characters as well, because that used to be a big problem in anime in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is that you know they and it's mostly because Japanese people one didn't see as two, they don't really communicate with us. So they don't know that what how they're depicting us, if we're ever depicted, is a huge caricature. And it's just like what they saw in pop United States culture. And so I love that as Tom progressed, we got like actual smart characters that weren't so characterized with the red lips and the super dark, you know, like skin. Mr. Popo. But now, Mr. Popo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, G- General Black. General, General Black. Black. Oh, my. It was just, it was like, okay, please. And yeah. so, you know, as Tom progressed, they got better black people. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, and I that. think uh, the most notable to me is, of course, Samuel Jackson as Afro Samurai. Yes, Man. Ninja Ninja and Afro Sarah. Yeah, and then as it moves on, you start getting other people like um, you get Bob and Tenjo Tenge. Mm-hmm. And you also um, get um, um, and then you get the Soul um, Brothers in Cowboy Bebop, which I loved. I, yeah, that was so respectful. I love, I love the Soul Brothers. I love it. It's great. You're um, right. You're right. That is a that is a <laughs> it's a pretty significant thing. And then, um. And you know what the one... funny story is? I'm sorry to cut you off. You know what the funny story is? I don't even like Afro Samurai as much as I do Samurai Champloo. I always think that's Samurai Champloo, yeah. Yeah, Samurai like Shampoo I think that was so a better good. fusion of hip hop and like Samurai together. So Correct. That that's what I was trying to think of. Like what is Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mugen Gene and all those. I love it. But uh I, I got yeah, sword. Oh dude, do you really? I, like I with the little actual, hilt? Like I have oh. a real sword. That's man. Mugen's. It's got his like hilt and sheath and all that, and it's got the strap. I love it, man. It's it's. I I don't know if you guys. Well, of course you guys know this because you're the anime triad. But that Carol and Tuesday and Cowboy Bebop are all in the same universe. I was just like, I love Sister Nero Watanabe. That dude's amazing. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. But yeah, man. I I I enjoy the as a person who's been around to see. <laughs> To even see Gungrave go from being a five-hour video game to the anime that it had to Gun now Grave. Gungrave, Gun, yeah, Gungrave Gore. Oh, dude, Yoshikiro Naito is a genius for making both Trigon and Gungrave. Yeah, genius. I'll tell you, Gungrave 
much sadder than Trigun. Oh, much, absolutely. Much sadder than Trigun. <laughs> Man. Caution. Caution. Oh. Um, by the way, if you ever want to watch one of the most happy, oh. joyful animes ever, please go watch Wolf's Reign. Oh, no, no. Don't do this. No. Oh, my God. Oh, How you finna lie to the people? <laughs> I'm so He's sorry, lying. No. Don't, don't, don't do it. I, I'm... <laughs> Let me, let me let me say that, this. That is the that is the equivalent of telling somebody to go to the Coke Museum and trying Beverly because they love yes! it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. Let me let me say this, man. Ben, that show should come with a prescription of Prozac, right as you are. Yes. Oh, and a, and a warning label. Like you should have to have your doctor sign a paper allowing you to open the packaging, saying you are a fit mental health. It should it, it should come with two weeks therapy. Oh, bro. like because like, you might need it. Dude, when you watch it, they should have a disclaimer. Say, hey, are you happy right now? That's cool. Don't watch this. Come back when you're really emo. That's when we need you. Because, oh, just the whole undertones, the songs, the fact that they're in snow almost 100% of that anime. The fact Whew. that you're watching it and you think it's going to get better and it you're does. holding out hope and it just gets worse. <laughs> Bro, the, the scene where... She's holding the wolf, and you know they're following oh. together. And he turns around; she just gone. I was like, "I won't do this anymore." Why you uh, had to talk about it? Not, <laughs> now, where the hell that Prozac now, Bruh, bruh. Listen, you can't like, even talk about that show, oh, man. What's the? Oh man, and another one. Uh, kill a kill. Oh, no, Akame oh. got killed. Akame got killed. Akame, Akame got killed. Kill. Oh. Sad, like awful. It's awesome. and, and, and you know what? At least Wolf Grain kind of gives you like hope. This one starts off like this is going to be a bad anime. Just yes. with his trip Episode to the one. city, it's just like, well, Mike, did I not call you when I finished that? You, and oh I ran in like an hour. Let me tell you about this, man. I was I was playing Jack and Daxter in my house, and I get a phone call from Ben, and he said, "Man, I just finished a comic got kill." And the next hour was him talking about how bad that show was. <laughs> he just like he went off on it, man. He was so, I hadn't even seen it. It's I, just I'm like for, listen, like I, I don't care about it's been out a few a while now, so I don't care. I'm not gonna spoil anything directly, but here's the deal. I know that characters die sometimes. It happens. <laughs> it, it okay, it happens. But like everyone. Yep. Countdown, you like countdown is gone. Wolf's Rain, that one, I don't understand. Like, it's like J.R.R. Martin got a hold of this before he was popular. <laughs> was like, you know what? I'm gonna write them all off. <laughs> Goodbye, bro. It, it was it was so tough, and I mean, they had some of the best fight scenes and everything, but just the story between those two people from the yeah. time he walks in that city to the time he gets hugged. And you know what happens happens. Mm -hmm. It's you're just I, what are we? I mean, and I, I'll never forget that. And he finally got his girl. I know. Seeing the conclusion was just like I, I, I don't like you. Just you. That's you the stop, worst. You stop the and after anime's over, you just stop and you're just sitting with your thoughts. And you're just like, I can't even like what just happened. You know, <laughs> it's, like, like, what? it's like when I had to take a two week break from Death Note. Oh, definitely. Oh, I had to actually stop, and I was like, no, this is bad. I'm out. <laughs> but see, uh, when you came, see, the, the thing about Death Note is at least it, like, it's like you said, characters die sometimes, and sometimes it sucks. But if a character's gonna die, make it for a good reason. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? No. Like I'll make right. you kill didn't get that note. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get that. <laughs> that's a, that's There's a, that's a lot a of shows out. that didn't get that note. <laughs> shout out to our boy Neji. <laughs> oh, 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 oh RP to go. RP to go. Really gonna stick the it to him. Go- oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no. <sighs> Terrible. Could you imagine? So reading the manga was funny because I'm waiting for Mike to get because Mike didn't read the manga, but he's watching the ship it in. And I was waiting for the part where he got to that in the in the in the anime and i'm just like what happened he goes dude they delivered that so and i was like how they gonna pull that off and like when they pulled it i was like wow okay because i thought they were gonna you know not do that but yeah 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 but um i did want to play a little bit off of of mike real quick talking about fads we did you know we do a lot of anime movie reviews and Mm -hmm. Probably one of the highest rated movies we've reviewed is My Hero Academia. Um, was it Two Heroes? Was this the second one? No, the the second one was um. Wait, maybe uh, I don't remember. Two Heroes, yeah, that's what him and Bakugo okay. were fighting. Heroes Rising. Oh, heroes Rising. Heroes Rising. Yeah, Two Heroes. So, two Heroes was the first yeah. one. So Heroes mm-hmm. Rising, and it was one of our most highly like the ones that we rated the highest. And the thing about My Hero Academia is there it's its own trope in its own self. Like it's not just a standard superhero one. Like it's not like One Punch Man who it which is great. Love One Punch Man, it's so fun. But like it's its own thing, its own entity. It's that whole slice of life, classroom, you know, the going to school. It's that also superhero action. Mm-hmm. You know, it has it, there's nothing else like this and and i know and here's my biggest problem with newer like the new like this generation of i'm gonna sound old here but like the fact that people will hate on something because it's popular and not because it's actually bad my hero academia is fantastic and the fact that people go off on it because it's popular is ridiculously stupid and they should all be ashamed of themselves and i will stand (laughs) by that so true. I'll stand you know, with you because I love that show. It's such a good it. show. And and when you were saying it, you're trying to compare it to stuff. I feel like the closest I could get is to say it's a combination of One Punch Man and Assassination Classroom. I, that was the other one I thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Assassination Classroom is one of the only other shows like My Hero that I've seen that every character is important and there's over 20 of them. Mm-hmm. That is a really hard bout. Like ensemble cast, really hard to do. Very yes. Those very. two shows did it with more than than almost any other show I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like that many characters. Look at Dragon Ball. You, Dragon Ball every, like, every, the Z Warriors get left behind. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Super does a pretty decent job of getting people back into it, but not everybody, and yeah. not as effective. So yeah, it, yeah. you're right. Ensemble casting is very hard. And and it's not something that older anime did. It's a very newer nope. it's a very newer Absolutely. anime kind of trope uh uh attempt. Because when you watch uh Fist of the North Star, you only care about Kenshiro. Nobody else matters. <laughs> Correct. Nobody. Those yep. dudes that he like exploded the heads of, I don't care. They're bad guys. Doesn't matter Let's anymore. Go. They're dead. Right. Move, move on. Yeah, we don't have right. to cry about them for ten minutes. We can we can leave. 
Have a whole We don't need their backstory. Look like have a whole Assassin's Creed moment with their head, just like, oh, you were a human once. Oh. Lay them down to rest. I literally can't watch it. Like that's so messed up, man. It's good. It's just uh, a lot of what we talked about in the nerd play when we first talked about it is me and Lira Ketchum talked about how he didn't have his squabbles yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Midori was over here for a whole month just like, you know, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to do this for you all night, and I'm going to get the power and stuff. Tenshiro went off the training. He went to training camp. He came back. All right, cool. Let's go. And, and you know, the worst part about it is he supposedly, like, they just didn't make it clear did he learn all of the forms at that moment or is he learning nah. them as he goes? No, nah, he's and, definitely, he's a Mary Sue. Well, yeah. yeah. And like, and at the same time, like how is he doing them if he wasn't strong enough to practice them? Like it's <sighs> yeah. just, it's just not good. That's just the end of the story. Like he's, he cries about everything. He, he only gets powers when he's supposed to. Other characters around him are way stronger than him, and yet they're made useless because plot bullshit. And you know what's crazy, Mike? They will give him a pass, but they won't give Deku a pass. And Deku busts his, like, that dude puts his heart and soul into it. He works Crying or not. Like, he could be a crybaby all he wants to. He is breaking his arm when he's using a power that's not even his. I'd cry, Let too. Him, right. You know what I'm saying? Let him ain't got no reason to cry. Because right. he gets upset. He gets upset about his friends, his family, his, that's like, it. people close to him, not complete strangers who are evil. <laughs> and then on top of that, like, Deku is just, like, they have told him. Like, remember, he's sitting with the nurse, and she's like, listen... You only got three or four more times to go max power. After that, you're not gonna have your arms anymore. He's like, "All right, cool. Got save my friends. Doesn't matter." You know? What I'm yeah, saying? like he's. Like, it's he's like, like dude, man, yeah. he he is a true hero. He, I don't care what anybody says about my hero academia. That dude's a true hero, and like just he, throughout that show, everybody becomes to his. Like all of them are like, "Yo, he's on a whole nother level." Not because like, oh, it's all my power. It's because no, this this dude is really a hero. Like he. Even when he didn't have power, he was like, I'm going to go save Bakuga. Hold that's on. Right. You know? and like, that's right. That's, that's true character strength. That like, is. Yeah, that okay. Is. He He's a little teary, but he's passionate. Oh, it's yeah, not, absolutely. He's not teary because he's a bitch. Right. He's teary because <laughs> he realizes he's not as strong as he needs to be. But no, he has means- to act anyway. He's like, yo, I can't do anything, even if it's just a punch to the face. I'm going for it. You I'm know, going for like, it because because what else can I do? Like oh, that dude in, is the Captain America of anime. And in season, talk, man. And in season five, when they're doing the training ground thing, right? Mm-hmm. And is it what's his name? Shinzo, uh, who uh, yeah, has the, the yeah. two talks. Yeah, he yeah. talked to him. He 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 controls you. Yep. They yeah. had that big yeah, fight. Shinzo. And yeah. here's the thing: it's like he had special training and already had a crazy thing, and like. After the whip, whatever thing went off, mm-hmm. Deku beat him on his own mm-hmm. with the skills he's acquired with his own knowledge and preparation. Absolutely. The thing I have about Tanjiro and Demon Slayer is that, like, he has it. Honestly, it's, it's, he's trying to go Super Saiyan every time. He's relying on a Super Saiyan power up of emotion mm-hmm. or somebody to come save the day. Or um, Nezuko to get out of the box and come kick a demon's head off, you know. 
it, it's right. not, he's not actually progressing like that. What I see in the show now, he is progressing because they say he's progressing, but you actually see it and you see the work. And that's what you guys were saying is mm -hmm. absolutely that's that's just he's a better protagonist than. But also, Demon, also the supporting cast of My Hero is better because way better. And they got 20 of them. Yeah. My Hero got 20 characters. Demon Slayer couldn't even do two supporting characters with any substance. <laughs> you only had to make two characters worth a damn, and you couldn't even do that. <laughs> like, get out of here with that shit. I don't have time for it. The, the Demon Slayer fans right now is just like, oh, oh you just don't even know. Tell me it's, why. It's past, we'll it's past the comments, y'all. Tell, <laughs> tell me why this blonde dude has Man. lightning abilities and he's completely useless. <laughs> like, he's easily the strongest character. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, don't let him fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't let him fall asleep. Like, come on, man. Like, he easily has the strongest power. I would say even out of the, the higher rank people, but he mm -hmm. only use it when he is asleep. What kind of, did, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe how dumb that is. Bro, it, it's uh it's funny because it's the opposite end of Goku becoming so powerful that you can't touch him. <laughs> the ultra instinct, which I'm just like, why that's that's what we doing out here? Like, I move so fast. If you even think about punching me, I can't be touched. I'm like <laughs> Okay, Dragon Ball. But yeah. yeah, it's like the opposite of that. And it's funny because in my hero academia as well, that's another thing that I kind of that's why I love it. I mean, the pacing's been a little slow, especially now we're getting a lot of action this new season, which I encourage y'all to go watch. Um, but it's crazy because you do see the evolution and you see them actually like work for it. And the protagonists are actually like going through stuff. They're not, it's not just, oh, I wish I was stronger. Like, no, like, man, Midori went through like his mom was like, yo, you go. We don't, you know, she didn't want him to go at first. All my had to come to the house and be like, please, you know, let him go. She didn't want to see what happened to him, uh, you know, like yeah. happened to All Might. I mean, it happened. What happened to All Might happened to Midori. You know, just is insane. And the other thing about my hero is that the protagonists, all their powers, everybody's power has some kind of drawback to it. Like there's always some kind of repercussion or consequence to their power if they push it and stuff, and. Yep. Like, like it's practical in that sense. Like you, you're not going to be all powerful. Like, it's like, a physical ability. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what's so good. The thing is with like, um, a lot of shonen, I guess most shonen like Dragon Ball Z is guilty of this too, and Demon Slayer. Bleach. You use your power enough, you just get tired. That's it, or like, it's a running well. Like they're just so powerful, it's just power. It just comes. There's no yeah. yeah, but like, look at Ida. He, like his his legs can overheat and they can't be used. Yes, he, he gets a like he's a burnout if he uses that power. That um, Midoriya, he, like if he's not careful, he goes too strong. He breaks his bones. Um, 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 uh, Ochako, she gets sick. She gets nauseous. Mm -hmm. Um, Bakugo, his big thing is, is he can't actually control it. He has to have the gauntlets for it to go a directional. It just kind of goes. Like mm -hmm. his gauntlets help him. Do like concentrate the blast. So his and, is not we've even. Seen him, we've seen him when he does it for a long time. His arms get shaky. Tired like, out. It's just yeah. to backfire on him. Like it starts to mm -hmm. hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so there's all kinds of 
stuff that you go and like uh Genki, he, he zaps, but he goes stupid. That's <laughs> I love that. Like, That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. Which, unlike the dude in Demon Slayer, who has to go stupid before he can go zap. <laughs> That's a point. That's a good point, man. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I just with and that's again going back to the new ones. Just yeah, I think there's so much innovation. I think there's so much great uh, storytelling moving forward. Sometimes, and I mean, yeah, sometimes the storytelling. Like right now, I can't stand Sword Art Online. Like sort of online season one and two were great. I don't know what they were doing. Everything else, especially yeah, with I, I agree with you hundred percent. I struggled with the last anything past the, the first. The alienation. Oh yeah, that, that new yeah. new one. This oh, oh I can't garbage. even garbage. Homie, if you've noticed, I haven't recommended that to you. Right. <laughs> well, I, the thing was, no, you're right. And the thing was, I watched it anyway because I was watching Sword Art Online anyway. And then, well, because I think they passed it to a new like you know. Oh, new you animator, new writer, like, you and tell. you can the writing style is completely different. It's and trash. the way that that previous season ended on such a ridiculous cliffhanger was just like, this is this is actual trash. It's, it's gone too far now, man. Yeah, like, it's, we, it's we, yeah, like I've been waiting this whole season to for somebody to explain what's going on exactly, <laughs> and you just gonna leave it here. This is nah, get out of here with that, like. Yeah, I, I really liked Sword Art Online up until that last season. Like, I even liked the gun stuff. A lot of people didn't like the gun stuff, yeah, but gun I really gun liked was, it. That that story is way better than what they got going right now. Yeah, oh, I, I liked it. And, and it was just like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe people smelled it coming. I, I, did, I usually smell things coming, but I didn't. And, yeah, and it's probably because it didn't switch to that new animator or new new writer or whoever. Yeah, bro. After the little yeah. girl that was really sick had died, that was it for me. Cause yeah. like, I mean, it was a that was a great arc, but like after that, that new arc they were starting was just done. Like we went back in to see that like he had forgotten his memory and all. I was like, that that didn't yeah. even. I, was, I don't yeah, know I like, why they would do that. I can't do it, man. I can't. Yeah, trash. And <laughs> yeah. you're muted. Um, I'm a big fan of of anime that are, um. A little, like I, I don't mind a simple a simple story if it's done right. Like the anime where it's like there's some crazy strong like what's the the one where it's the guy who left the hero's party to live a quiet life in the country. It's a crazy long title. But like Oh um oh yeah. god the reincarnated uh something. No 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 he's literally he he was part of the hero's party and he like quit and he lives he's an apothecary in the small village and like He's a really low rank like explorer, but he has crazy high survival skills. And it's those worlds where like like the real life skills are talked to like video game skills, but like mm -hmm. it's still it's not a video game. And like he like I like those where he's just like, look, um, he thought he was holding back the party who happened like the party leader. Mm -hmm. And so he leaves. And so and eventually they get they he comes back to help because he's stupid strong, you know, and he's clearly the thing that's missing to the party being whole again. Um, was it uh Otter Freda the uh, from commonplace to to World I think Strongest? So yeah. He yeah. he like he gets he gets um betrayed by his classmate or something, ends mm -hmm. up surviving in this underground cave, and like 
it 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 almost makes no sense, but it's super fun and enjoyable because now he's just like a killer. Like he is yep. like he was a weak puny kid, and now he's like super strong. I love it, man. <laughs> it, it's it's I love the rise the the rise to power. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it the um? Is it is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, yeah. that, was good. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is my joint. I love. That yeah, one. and yeah. he's just like. Like he, his skill level is that he can accelerate really high once he gets some experience. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. Like those anime are 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 great, and they seem silly, but you go, man, it's a it's a concept you don't it, because it's different, and it's done well, and it has to be done well because it's different. Because if you do something different for the sake of being different, it's it just it's not going to be good. You have to sell what it is you have to well, sell the product yeah, yeah and in the structure has to be different because that's just like there's there's another one that was really good but it kind of the older series not older but the older season took a nosedive but uh darker than black was like one of the best animes i like sat through and watched yes. and it's crazy because darker than black was about this guy who was taking out these contracts like enhanced and he wasn't even enhanced himself you don't find that out till like later on whatever but like he was still just like, yep, no, I'm still going to kill them all. You know, and like he worked through, like it was an actual evolution. And he took out all these different crazy, super strong people through different things. And even them going back to how we were talking about Meyer Academia has, okay, cool, they might be this, but their weakness is this. Every person who was a contractor was like, yo, my contract is like one dude, I love the dude that was like, in order to use his power, he had to count out. 76 stones exactly and then brush them all away and they do it over again it was crazy because that was their contract for these just crazy powers sometimes it was like yo it's not even worth the contract you know but i have this power so it was just great that was another great series that i felt the evolution was great so if you hadn't watched it yet please go watch it it's great darker than black amazing only the first two seasons though third season is kind of me <laughs> Yeah. So cool. that's dope, man. Shoot, I think we got like four episodes in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we've been we've been chatting for a while. But um uh it was uh, anyway, Rockman 3K3, man. It was great having you on again. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thank you. No I problem. really appreciate it. All right, and so we'll uh hopefully have you back on soon. And I mean, uh, we'll we'll catch you guys later. Peace, y'all. Bye, all. Bye.